Faith, Hope and Love, episode 286, the fifth Sunday of Lent, year B. In the Gospel today, it says that some Greeks come up to the disciples and ask to see Jesus. These Greeks were clearly foreigners and had heard about Jesus and were curious to meet him. But the reply they get is unexpected. Our Lord says to them, You want to see me? Well, the hour has come. Now is the time. And unless a grain of wheat falls on the ground and dies, it remains a single grain. But if it dies, it produces a rich harvest. We ask the same kind of thing. Let us see the face of Jesus. And Jesus in his own way, gives us a cryptic reply too. If you want to see me, I'm to be found in the suffering, in the broken, in the act of self-sacrificing love and service, in self-emptying love. Also, why do some Greeks, foreigners, probably Gentiles, asking to see Jesus, signal that his hour has come and that the Son of Man will be handed over and lifted up? probably because the message of Jesus has now quite clearly reached the ears of foreigners and people outside the Jewish community. It is now inevitable that all nations have begun to hear of his message and that kind of attention will most certainly lead to his arrest and crucifixion. The hour has indeed come. The opening prayer for this weekend is revealing. It picks up on the theme of loving sacrifice and service. May we walk eagerly in that same charity, that same love, with which, out of love for the world, your Son handed himself over to death. We are asking the Lord to change our selfishness into self-giving. Help us, Lord, to embrace the world that you have given us so that we may transform the darkness of its pain into the life and joy of Easter. How difficult it can be to die to one's selfishness so that others might benefit. To make the difficult step to sacrifice oneself and one's own self-interests for the good of others. It can be the hardest thing in the world. But it is the way of Christ, the way of the cross. And it's also, we believe, the way to fullness of life and grace. One of the greatest gifts that can be given to this tired world we live in is the gift of unselfishness, or the gift of self-giving, generosity and love. Where so many other people keep asking, what's in it for me? What's it worth? Our following of Jesus has a cost, but it's not suffering for the sake of suffering. Rather, it's suffering because of what we believe in. It's suffering because we believe in the values that Jesus came to offer us. And Jesus gives us a wonderful example of how we can react when faced with the cost of our values. Father, should I say, save me from this hour? But no, this is why I came. To live a life of service, love, self-forgetting and self-giving. This is why Jesus came and this is why we follow him. In these dying days of Lent, let us ask God to kindle anew in us a deeper charity, a deeper unselfish love, to live the values of service, self-emptying and compassion 
no matter what the cost. Knowing the cost and still trusting that Jesus went before us in this and all things. Have mercy on me, Lord, in your kindness. With love clear away all my offense. Oh, cleanse me from my sins, rid me of my unrest. A humble, contrite heart Give me justice, O God, and plead my cause against a nation that is faithless. From the deceitful and cunning, rescue me, for you, O God, are my strength. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome everyone as we gather together for this fifth Sunday of Lent, and we're here to pray, listen and reflect upon God and God's kingdom. As one family in Christ, let us prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries by first calling to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, you have revealed yourself as the way to the Father. Lord, have mercy. You have poured out on your people the spirit of truth. Christ, have mercy. You are the good shepherd, leading us to eternal life. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray that we will always walk in charity. By your help, we beseech you, Lord our God. May we walk eagerly in that same charity with which, out of love for the world, your Son handed himself over to death. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their fathers when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke, 
though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another, or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. The Word of the Lord Create a clean heart in me, O God. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offence. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervour, sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. Create a clean heart in me, O God. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And having been made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. The Word of the Lord Glory and praise to you. Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. If you serve me, follow me, says the Lord, and where I am, my servant will also be. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. 
Among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. The person who loves their life loses it, and the person who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honour. Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. The Gospel of the Lord Life begins in loss. In the act of birth, we're pushed out from the warm womb of our mother, then dragged helpless into the big world of watching adults. Disconnected from our mother, we screamed and protested as we were held upside down in the hands of a stranger who slapped us. Some welcome. Our new separateness was frightening. Even though we were returned to our mother, we inhabited a space that was different from hers. To gain a place in the new world, we first had to lose our old place in the old one. The act of birth is inseparable from the pain of letting go. And this was our first education. When we think of loss, we usually have in mind the loss of some loved one in death. But the experience of loss plays a, a much larger part in our lives than we might think. We lose not only by someone's death, but by leaving and being left, by letting go and moving on, by relinquishing our false dreams. Now, throughout our lives, we have to face a whole series of necessary losses, people and relationships and attachments we've had to give up if we are to grow. Our gradual development is marked by renunciation, for it's only through losses that we learn to change and adapt and make new gains. As they say, no pain, no gain. Now, as we grow older, we have to let go of our youthful good health, our perfect vision, our waistlines, our earnestness to save the world, our unreal expectation of others, and our naive belief in the progress of the earth. The time comes when we will have to let go of life itself, and that final act can be as painful as a leave-taking, a 
the act of as the act of birth. And in the midst of this litany of loss, there can be new growth and new life. As Jesus says in today's gospel, truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Now, the way of the cross of Jesus' death is ahead of him. The hour has come. The pilgrims are arriving in Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover, including some Greek converts who want to see Jesus. At this Passover feast, the sacrificial lamb will be Jesus himself. And now the time has come for Jesus when there's no more time. He must face the loss of freedom, the loss of friends, the loss of support, the loss of his own life. And not surprisingly, all this loss troubles him. Now the other three Gospels speak of Jesus' agony on the Mount of Olives. How Jesus anguished over his approaching death, hoping and praying that it might be the Father's will to avoid the violent consequences of the mission. Now in John's Gospel, there's no agony seen. Jesus is troubled, but he rejects the temptation to ask the Father to save him from what is to come. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? But it was for this very reason that I've come into this hour. Father, glorify your name. Now in this betrayal, Jesus is aware that the pain and loss cannot be avoided if the Father's name is to be glorified. There is going to be gain from the pain. There's going to be glory from the way of the cross. For Jesus to imagine this suffering is unavoidable, and it's a false hope that has to be relinquished. The losing of his life is a necessary loss. The way of the cross, which appeared as a possibility at the end of ministry, now presents itself as inevitable. The hour has come. Now his decision to go through the humiliation and agony of the cross and to be put to death, this, as John admits, does not mean that Jesus is untroubled about what lies ahead. The pain will still be acute. But the Father's solidarity with his Son will keep Jesus going until the end. Only that gives a point to it all. Jesus' loss is our gain. His radical act of self-forgetfulness stands at the centre of the Christian story. He is the grain of wheat that died in order to bear much fruit. And that's why the cross has such a position of prominence whenever Christians gather. The great loss of Jesus' life, and the loss was great, has become in time the ground of our hope. It points us beyond the reality of suffering to the reality of Easter. In the midst of our loss, however, it's difficult to imagine what good can emerge from the pain. Sometimes the pain can reduce us to silence so that we can be mute witnesses preoccupied with our own affliction. Few of us can see any point to pain at the time. Often the pain is the fact that it all seems pointless. The Christian community needed time to make sense of the death of Jesus. 
they needed help to see that their immense loss was more than a terrible accident. And we too need time and help. Only then can we look back like the Gospel does and cherish what good has been achieved. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray in union with Christ, who offers prayer and entreaty to God. That the Church, by its life of service, may continue to witness to God's love for people everywhere. Lord, hear us. That those who suffer hardship of any kind may be given the hope to experience this season as a period of new opportunity. Lord, hear us that all who serve Christ as bishops, priests, deacons, religious or lay members of pastoral teams, or all people, may reach out to the needy everywhere through their ministry of compassion. Lord, hear us. That all members of our community may offer the hand of friendship to those who feel neglected. Lord, hear us. For all who are ill, for healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. That all who have died may come to share in eternal life, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Lord God, your Son suffered death in order to bring life to all who believe in him. We humbly ask you to listen to our prayers, which we make in faith. Raise us up to share in the life and mission of your Son, who lives and reigns with you for ever and ever. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, 
and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Hear us, Almighty God, and having instilled in your servants the teachings of the Christian faith, graciously purify them by the working of this sacrifice. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For as true man, he wept for Lazarus his friend, and as eternal God raised him from the tomb. Just as taking pity on the human race, he leads us by sacred mysteries to new life. Through him the host of angels adores your majesty and rejoices in your presence forever. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in one chorus of exultant praise as we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit Graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me.
The mystery of faith. Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church, and recognising the sacrificial victim by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Saint Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant, Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory. Through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. 
have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen, amen, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all those who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, Come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. We pray, Almighty God, that we may always be counted among the members of Christ, in whose body and blood we have communion, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. Thanks everyone for joining us in this time of prayer and reflection. Our Lenten journey is coming to a close, and next weekend, of course, is Passion Sunday, Palm Sunday. Bless you all, and may God's grace guide you each and every day. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. Bless, O Lord, your people, who long for the gift of your mercy, and grant that what at your prompting they desire, they may receive by your generous gift. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Reverend Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants from the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Australia. Lenten hymn, Have Mercy, inspired by Psalm 50. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged with additional lyrics and sung by Stephen Kelp, 2020. Production by KER. May God bless and keep you.